This is a HeadGum Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Uh, so I got a box of four different Magic Spoon cereals in the mail this week. Cocoa, Fruity, Frosted, and Blueberry. And it was uh, the highlight of my week. When I was a child, I was only allowed to eat nice cereal on the weekends because in those days they hadn't figured out how to make cereal both nice and healthy yet. Uh, So the past few days I've been able to defy my parents and delight my child at the same time just by eating Magic Spoon's amazing frosted flavor, which reminds me of the only two days out of every week that I was ever truly happy as a boy. Um, Now, it doesn't say this in the copy here, uh, which is honestly a little bit irresponsible, Um, but in the interest of safety, I do want to just kind of spell out for everyone uh, that you shouldn't just open every box you come across just because sometimes there's nice cereal inside it. Uh, For instance, the Lament configuration is also a box you can find. Uh, Based on the very few Hellraiser movies I've seen, sometimes you have to spend a lifetime looking for it, but sometimes it's just hidden in the floorboards of your attic. And if you carelessly open that box, you will be introduced to a world of pleasure and pain beyond anything the human mind can imagine. Um, So I want to be really clear here. If you're certain that what you have is a magic spoon delivery box, do open that. It tastes amazing, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. But if you think there's any chance at all that the box you have might be the Lament configuration from Hellraiser, don't open that. It doesn't taste like anything, and usually Pinhead and an army of ill-begotten abominations called Cenobites will come out of it and pull you into a labyrinthine dimension of torment and agony. Go to magicspoon.com slash babysitters to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code babysitters at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash babysitters and use the code babysitters for free shipping. Uh, We want to thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. And again, just so it's Absolutely crystal clear, delicious boxes of breakfast food that will take you back to your childhood. Yes, diabolical puzzle boxes that will open a portal to an army of extra-dimensional beings who will mercilessly flay your flesh. No. Be safe out there. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Here we are. Here we are, Jack. It's yes. the Babysitter's Club. Club. Club, starring me, Tanner Greenring, and you, Jack Shepard. Mm-hmm. Each week we discuss a video novel in yes. the great Netflix sitter cycle, mm-hmm. written by Rachel Schuchert. The Hand of God. And directed by... Lucia, Lucia and Yellow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who we will be talking to later in the episode. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I'm <laughs> very excited to talk with her. Don't act surprised. Do I'm not super excited surprised. to talk with her. I'll start thinking of questions to ask her as we kind of go through the episode okay. here. I'll remind you that we recorded with her last night. So you already oh. did speak with her. And it's fake. What you're doing is fake. It feels like fake surprise. That's oh. not didn't seem real genuine at all. 
Is that a note about my acting? <laughs> We're going to have plenty of notes about your acting in our interview with Lucia Agnello, the director, executive producer, and writer of the Babysitter's Club. But that is not why we are here in this moment. Why we are here in this moment is to say hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitter's Club. Club? Club. Um, I've said who we are. Tanner has, has very, very artfully said who we are. It's Jack Shepard. It's Tanner Greenring. What we are discussing this week is a video novel called Babysitter's Club Netflix Show, <laughs> episode number four, Marianne Saves the Day. Marianne saves the day. She saves it, doesn't she? She certainly did save the day. She helped a young girl. Not die. And they don't say why. Die. Well, they don't why say so why. Sick. And it's not even clear why if she, if she would have died right i don't, we can't compare to the books but in the books she would have died so in the oh god jack and we can't we, we cannot, can't compare to the books cuz this is that's we cannot compare to, to the books but imagine my surprise when yeah. at the 2 minute mark yeah ms prezioso mrs prezioso yeah. answers the phone Mm-hmm. And says, "Hi, yes, this is Mrs. Del Vecchio," and it's like, "Sorry, sorry, did you say Del Vecchio? Did you mean Pre- Mrs. Prezioso?" Why is Mrs. Prezioso? And they don't go into this in the video novel, pretending to be someone called Mrs. Del Vecchio. That's suspicious, right? It is suspicious. All I can imagine is that, like, Del Vecchio means of the old. <laughs> Of ancient one. Oh wow! What does prezioso mean? Precious. Hmm. They're both Italian. It's it's a very tricky thing. Yeah. Um. But yes, the, the Jenny Prezioso is no more. Instead, we have Bailey Del Vecchio. Bailey Del Vecchio. Yeah. Del Vecchio. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who's a young trans girl? Mm-hmm. And Marianne's titular saving of the day appears to be standing up to some insensitive doctors who keep referring to Bailey Del Vecchio as a boy. Right. But Bailey's Del Vecchio's actual ailment is not ever made clear. Non-disclosed, but it's a 104-degree temperature, which is high. Okay. Mm. Sounds sounds like you were firing up the old WebMD now and putting in some... Okay. WebMD... Let's see. 104 degree temperature. Check your symptoms. Female. How old do you think? Eight? Eight. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to say the main symptom is fever 103 to 104. Yes, she says, Marianne says 104 on the episode. Okay. Anything else that we know? She looked sort of pa- like pallid. Okay. Pallor extremity pallor kind of in the face i would say pale and then when the doctor cut co- the insensitive doctors face. come in they try to give bailey del vecchio a blue set of hospital a blue hospital gown okay and, and she says she i don't gets- want the blue one so maybe a strong aversion to the color blue okay aversion to color or i guess like all color is technically a form of light so maybe light sensitivity. Light hurts eyes. Yes. Okay, should we go? Do you think that's enough? I think so. Okay. Fever's bothering her the most. Um, let's see here. 
West Nile virus. Jesus, that's serious. Yeah. Okay. That's so actually Marianne, super serious. So Marianne really did save the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she wow. Got, she got Bailey Del Vecchio to the hospital just in time. Yeah. I also kind of think West Nile's maybe like chronic. Like I don't think there's a cure for that. Oh really? Okay. Well, that's going to be an ongoing plot. Okay. Well, that's uh, thanks for to, to WebMD uh, for saving our day here. Yes. Um, thank you, Doctor M Web. Doctor Web. Doctor Web. MD. Um, what I think we should do for the baby nation here is to describe it. The video novel? The plot of the video novel, and it's you. It's me? Yeah. Don't I feel like I just did so it. I'm so surprised. Yeah, you just did it two episodes ago. We've done four. Golly. Okay. <laughs> I'm pleased okay. about it. I didn't have to do shit this week except watch a delightful, short, mm, little mm. nugget. It's a little, little, little mm. snack. Mm. A little snack of a lovely TV show that I like. Yeah, me too. I watched it this morning, and I took lots of notes, and I'm going to use those notes now to okay. inform my book, video book recap. That always goes badly, historically. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly just outrage that they got rid of. You should see how many times I have <laughs> the name Del Vecchio and Prezioso in all caps yeah, in there, my pe- notes. There's Prezioso erasure, and, and, there's, and there's also boys basketball erasure, isn't there? Oh, I don't... <clears throat> Okay, we will talk about it later. Let's just describe. I don't want you to get too angry. I've got I don't want to get too clock. angry. That's the thing. That's the wrong energy to bring to a sixty-second recap. Yeah. No. You what? What we want in terms of energy, if I can give you a note, is yeah. competence. Think of think of like think of next a, note. That like one's a, not going to fly. Next one. A new a news anchor of yesterday. I need I need different direction. That one's not going to fly for me. Um, who's the guy who says good night and good luck? Oh, uh, that guy, George or like Clooney. Walter Cronkite. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Tom I'm not Brokaw. capable of that. I don't have that inside me. Okay. So, can you offer me some other direction? Okay. Who else describes? God, I wish it. Lucia was here. She'd be able to, and we should remember this for later. Yeah, Lucia can help, kind of give me okay. some. Great. That's thoughts. something that, that we'll remember when we interview her later. Is is we'll ask her for notes on our acting. That's a great. Yeah. That's a really good thought, and Smart. we'll definitely do that. Okay, what about uh, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner? Sorry, did you say Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner? Yeah, Coleridge. You know, like, he uh, he is the Ancient Mariner. He stoppeth one in three, and then he, like, yeah. tells them the story about, like, the, the albatross and Around the neck, yeah. Got it. So that kind of, not that, don't tell that story, but you can bring that I just need that to picture energy. something dragging me down. Yeah, Someone... Okay. Who I'm close with, but it's like you've got something you want to get off your chest. You know, you really need to get this out. (laughs) Well, big ugly bird. It's a metaphor. (laughs) Is that gonna? Is that enough to be? No. Now I'm just thinking about. Now I'm just thinking about this bird strapped around my neck. Is it dead? (laughs) The bird is a metaphor. It's a dead bird, but the dead bird is a metaphor. Does that work for you? Does that make sense to you? It's a metaphor for your shame. Not in any way, but I'll do my best. Okay. I can try to give okay. you a, a different character. I, all I have to do is recap the episode in 60 seconds, right? Yes. I actually don't think I need a lot of, of character direction. work okay. or like a deep understanding of my motivation to, to okay. 
to do it's that. Just a guy who's describing something. But what I want is some kind of competence, some kind of like a. And I'm not in. Okay. You, that's too much to ask for. And again, that's too much to ask for. Um, should I start? Okay. What about here? Last note: a guy who's trying to dis- to accurately describe a video novel that they've enjoyed in 60 seconds. I'll do my best. Okay, and I'm going to start now. The big bad clock is starting now. Okay, so Marianne goes to a babysitter's club meeting, and while she's there, Mrs. Del Vecchio calls and says, Hello, Marianne, and she says yes, and she says, Can you come take care of Bailey? And then she says, Sure, but I'm in a club, and she says, I don't care about your club, I just want you. And she accepts the job, and it pisses off all the other girls in the club, and they chastise her and and drive her out of the meeting crying in tears. She goes to meet... Uh, Mrs. Del Vecchio and Bailey. It turns out Bailey is a young trans girl and Marianne helps her kind of come to terms with that. Um, although she's, you know, she's she's fairly confident in her decision already. She's already got like a whole dresser full of cool princess outfits. Um, meanwhile, Mr. Spear gets involved and yells at everyone's parents and says that they're bullying Marianne. And then... Uh, Bailey Del Vecchio gets sick, and Marianne stands up to her doctors and says, and time. "You need to treat her like a girl because that's what that's what she is." And, time. and, and then time. we meet and Dawn. And Dawn is in this episode and now. You've done a terrible and job. You've done Aunt an awful Esme job. is actually Morbid Destiny, and Morbid wow. Destiny awful. Uh, says awful. to Dawn and Marianne that Yikes. Richard and Sharon used to date. The uh, ter- just really bad. I know it's so it's I'm so surprised that that went as badly as it did because yeah. I was like this is a little snack of an episode and it's gonna yeah. be so easy to get through the plot. Yeah, but it's not because it's it was a, a plot dense book this week. We got a new character. We got a new babysitter. There are three things going on: the introduction of Dawn, the crisis at the Del Vecchio home, and the uh, what I like to call babysitters' civil war narrative. That is is the the bones of the episode. Let's start at the end. Having a big fight with each other. Let's start at the end. Well, specifically with Marianne, it's a lot of uh, it's everyone versus Marianne. Yeah, Mrs. Del Vecchio calls, Mm -hmm. right, and says, "Yeah, at two minute forty five, all the girls get pissed Mm -hmm. at Marianne because she has accepted Mrs. Del Vecchio's invitation to come take care of Bailey." Uh-huh. And the babysitter, she gets off the phone, and the rest of the babysitters are like, yo, Marianne, that sucked. Yeah. Why did you accept a job without talking to all of us? But here's the thing. When Mrs. Del Vecchio called, mm-hmm. Nay prezioso. she said to Marianne, we want to hire you as a babysitter. And Marianne did her fucking due diligence. Yeah. She responded and said, oh, I'm actually part of a babysitting collective. And right. We- and she was like, I just want you. And then it's like, at that point, yeah. Like, what is she going to do? Turn her down and be like, sorry, that's not the way we operate. No, you're not going to turn, turn away good money. She did her due diligence. Why is everyone so pissed at her? If I may take the other side. Okay. May I? Mm. Please. The problem, the real problem is not the transgression of the rule quite so much as it is the timidity that Marianne exhibits. And then further exhibits when the girls fairly gently take her to task on it. They scream at her and drive her out of the meeting in tears. They give her some constructive notes. You're too timid. You're always crying. You never stand up for yourself. Wow. I never thought I'd live to see the day where Jack 
defends Stacy McGill <laughs> against Mary Ann Spear. So here we are. But that's the problem. Time makes fools of all of and us. And then she runs out. She's a- a- angry with everyone. She storms out. Let's talk about the Great Disruptor. Okay. Let's talk about the Great Disruptor. The Instigator. Okay. Let's talk about the Instigator. The man, the the anti Watson. The man okay. who has made it his mission to dismantle and disassemble the Babysitter's Club. Oh. Is this... Can I... I think I know who you're talking about. And in that case, I'd love to introduce a new segment, which is called... Watch them. The guy from The Good Place. Yes. It's like yes. Watson Watts. It's it Watson Watson. Watson Watson is the, the segment where we track Watson as portrayed by Mark Feuerstein. It turns out after episode one, he's in the in the show a lot less. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, we're on episode four now. Yeah, so far that does seem to be true. Okay, but this one's called Watts, and so this one's got legs because we th- they're gonna they're gonna give a lot of speaking parts to the guy from the Good Place. Watching the guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine and the Good Place, aka yeah. Richard Spear. Yes, the great instigator, the, the, the instigator. great disruptor. Yes, he when Marianne picks up the phone from from the call from Mrs. Del Vecchio. Yeah. She says, I work with your dad, and he says you're an excellent babysitter. Right. He didn't say, Oh, I got it. My daughter's part of a a babysitting club. He specifically says, No, no, no. Call and ask only for my daughter. Yeah. And like, you got to call her. Like, there's this weird thing where you have to call her at someone else's house on like fucking Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 5 30 to 6. And he doesn't say, it's a club. So it's like, actually, it is the anti-Watson, right? Because Watson, in the first episode, his whole thing is like building up the babysitter's club and being like, oh, there's this great club. Everybody, you should call the club. And what's what his name? What about Fear place? the Spear? Fear the Spear is good. Fear the Spear is very good. I like that a lot. Because if he's going to continue to kind of be like a, a anti-babysitter's club villain throughout the series. Yeah. That seems like something we should be tracking. Okay, that's good. I like this a lot. Um, so fear the spear this week because he's the anti-Watson. And he um, is sabotaging the Babysitter's Club. And then he sabotages them further yeah. by... Like, this is the real thing that fucks everything up. And I've forgotten about this. Is uh, Marianne... He's nefarious. Tells- he he like he has a, a, a campaign against yeah. these girls. It, Marianne's like, oh, I'm like pissed because they were kind of... They were shitty to me at the meeting. And then... He calls all of their parents and gets them grounded. Marianne laboriously, like, she does not want to do it because she's a very closed off and reserved person and she doesn't go to her dad for this kind of thing. But she gets the courage up to mm-hmm. finally approach her dad and be like, Dad, I'm struggling. The girls were mean to me because I have no backbone and I dress like a baby. Yeah. And his response was to say, The girls were mean to you. I'm going to get them all grounded. I'm going to get them all grounded. Which one is by what one. he did. Because he's the great disruptor. He's just he's taking the babysitter's club fucking off the market. What a nightmare. What a fucking nightmare this guy is. God. Which you know what? I'll tell you I'll tell you something. Now that we're interviewing all the these fucking bigwigs and hot shots, Rachel Shuker, yeah. the hand of God, 
uh, later, Lucia Agnello, the director, executive producer. We've, we've got their ear. We can tell them to fucking kick this guy off the show. Smart. And one of us should, like, you know when we have Lucia on later? Yeah, let's tell her. One of us should audition yeah. for the role of That's Richard good. Spear. Just kind of preemptively, idea. right? That's a good idea. And, that, and that'll yeah. just kind of put the put the bug in their ear. That's like, hey, this guy's just disrupting the babysitters club. He's turning them against each other. Yeah. And then he's not he's not like building up the club. He's like trying to put his daughter first, which is like the in total antithesis of what the babysitters club is all about. Yeah, that's not the point. It's Fear one the for spear. all, and all for one. Yeah. Okay. Fear the spear. That's interesting. Um, let's discuss Dawn because Dawn is introduced. Yes. In Dawn is introduced. Yes. Dawn is introduced. Marianne is fighting with all the girls. She eats lunch alone in the cafeteria. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing that happens actually in that scene. And before we get to introducing Dawn, yeah. I want to introduce this segment. Okay. Because it's it. relevant to the scene. I love it. Marianne is in the lunchroom. She goes up to a table where Stacy and Claudia are sitting, and they confront her and say, Please don't sit with us. You got us in a lot of trouble. Our, your dad told on us, and now we're grounded. Right. And we are not interested in sitting with you or dining with you today. Yes. And the segment is called... <gasps> Claudia's Closet. Because in that scene... Yeah. At the lunch table, Claudia is wearing a very particular outfit, Jack. And did you notice the outfit? Did I notice the outfit that Claudia was wearing at the lunch table? No. Okay. She was wearing sort of a very smart women's jumpsuit. Ooh. Uh, kind of like a, a blazer designed for women. Cool. Almost. And it was yellow. Okay. And plaid. Whoa. And does that sound familiar to you in any way? Well, when you said yellow jumpsuit, I was thinking Kill Bill. No, it's not really a jumpsuit. It's kind of like a skirt. It's like a skirt suit. A skirt suit. Okay, that's cool. Does that make sense to you? No, but I'm 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 like I, the possibility. Here, let me let me send you a picture of what I'm talking about, just okay. so you can kind of get in your mind like a what skirt suit. What skirt this suit? Just so you have like a visual to put to what I'm saying. Okay, I like I like to think about. I'm still thinking about it. What a skirt suit! Would I've be. sent you an image, and it's essentially exactly what Claudia was wearing in the in the scene. Okay, okay, and you, Tanner sent me an image of Cher. And what I'm the following the sentence I'm about to say is going to be very confusing. And it's not Cher. Do you believe in love after love? And it's certainly not Cher. Um, the one that on the battle when she's on the battleship. The sentence I'm about to say is going to be very confusing, but. Claudia is wearing the same outfit that Batgirl wore. Yes. And I don't mean the Batgirl yes. outfit. Right. The plaid. From Joel Schumacher's it is, it's Batman a, and Robin. What I mean is. What did you say it is? A girl suit? It's like a pla- yellow a dra- plaid a girl suit. suit. Skirt yeah. suit. Yeah. Okay. Let me, let, let me help you out here. Because it sounds. What you said makes no sense. And She's so wearing I'm the same outfit to... Batgirl wore, but not the Batgirl outfit. What I mean is the yellow skirt suit. See, you've said it again. Here's what I want to try to explain it to our listeners. Okay. Cher is Batgirl. And Batgirl is Cher. Yeah. 
And while Batgirl sometimes wears a bat costume, yes, sometimes she wears a girl suit or a skirt suit. Yes. When she's Cher, she wears a skirt suit. Yes. What's interesting is that what Claudia's wearing in this episode of the show is the same exact skirt suit that Cher wore when she was Batgirl. Yes. The Batgirl wore, wore sorry, the Batgirl wore when, when she, she was Cher. Cher girl. Yes. Yes. And I, I, only, I can only assume that at some point later in the season... Yeah, Claudia will pay homage to Batgirl's other roles. Yeah, and maybe wear like a bat suit. That is, I love. Don't that. you think? I love that. Yes. So anyway, in this scene, Claudia was wearing the the iconic outfit from Clueless. Clueless. Yes, Clueless, starring Batgirl. I'm realizing that that would have been a pretty good thing to say early on in this. What that it. Elizabeth Watson. That Batgirl is also in Clueless. Batgirl, one of, I, I would say Batgirl's distant second most iconic role. Is is Cher. Is Cher from Clueless. Yeah. Do you believe in live And action again, I think, I think most people see her and most people think, oh, it's Batgirl. Yeah. Oh, that's Batgirl. Like you and I did. Right. But yes. some people might think, oh, it's Cher from Clueless. Well, and then there's a, a third category of people who think, oh, that's Batgirl from Clueless. Yeah. And, and we want to be able to cover fairly, we, have, we have a lot of listeners in a lot of different demographics, and so we want to be able to cover all three of those possibilities. That third cross section is fairly new. The the ones who say it's Batgirl from Clueless. Yeah, that's that's not something a lot of people. If you look at the Google trends for that, it's not going to yeah. be what but a lot of people. But it's it's starting. It's starting now. It's, it's starting to it's percolate. Starting to happen a little bit. Yeah, it's starting to percolate. Well, this was very interesting. I really love talking about this. And wow, that what a good catch! She's wearing the exact same outfit, people. She's wearing the same outfit as Batgirl from Clueless, and Batgirl's in this show too. Yes. What is that all about? Let's keep an eye on it. Um, here's what she says to Dawn. What Marianne says to Dawn. It's yes. interesting. Dawn approaches Marianne in the cafeteria and says, This is her like, oh, may I her... eat with you? And Marianne yeah. says, Yes. Here's her pickup line for Dawn. This is at 727. Want to hear a joke? How do you catch a unique rabbit? Unique up on it. Hmm. So here's all I know. I don't know much, but Neek in French. Yeah. It's a vile curse word. Okay, what does it mean? Direct well, translation? Here's what I can tell you. The, the, the most famous French rap group, apart from maybe MC Solar, and the kid who says, c'est dur, dur d'être bébé, but that's just like one song. Yeah. Is NTM, Nick ta mère. And okay, I can't say what that means. The mare is horse, right? No, mère is mother. Ta mère means oh, your okay. mother. Nick ta mère. Say hello. No, it's Say it's hello like to your they're like a pretty like tough rap group. Okay, well they're French, so they can't be that tough. But... <laughs> they're good. I was listening to some Nick ta mère uh, uh, stuff today because I was thinking about that. There's no like, direct translation. Good. We'll play a clip. <laughs> Ailleurs, 
Or you're just not willing to say that. It's Can a very it? dirty word. N-I-Q-U-E. So how do you catch a unique rabbit unique up on it? Unique it's, to mare. It's derived from a North African Tom word mare. that means to make love. Oh, that sounds actually lovely. But it's not in French. It's just not. Well, French is a romance language, so. Okay, yeah, that's true. But so that's a joke. I don't know if that's the joke, but that seems to be what the joke is that she's told Dawn is her like opening line. This like <laughs> kind of like I, I have filthy. bad news for you, man. I'm on wordhippo.com. Yeah. I'm on wordhippo.com and I don't know what wordhippo.com is. I don't know if they're accredited in any way. <laughs> but what does neek mean in French? Mm-hmm. And it says the the English translation for neek is picnic. So okay, it, it means picnic Have with a nice your mother. Picnic. Okay, yeah. Okay. Why a rabbit? Why a rabbit? Because that joke works with anything. It doesn't make any sense. I'm just saying there's a there's a precedent for this in the books, and if Walden Gradia did any kind of research, yeah, they would know. That the thing that is in these books is elephant jokes. Elephant jokes. And it works just as well to say, how do you it's catch better than a unique a dirty elephant joke? Yeah. Unique up on it. Yeah, you could do that with an elephant. And honestly, I feel a lot less bad yeah. about fucking an elephant than I would <laughs> a rabbit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's it's <laughs> I don't. It's, it's not, not gonna. A, it's not gonna hurt the elephant in any yeah, way. You it's know? not a topic area that I want to discuss any longer than we already no, have. Yeah, me neither. But I take your point, and I think Walden Gradia would do well to listen next yeah. time. Here's the other thing Marianne does early, very early on, like right at the beginning of the episode. She looks in the mirror, and it's like it's this like montage that's about how like uh, fear. The She's spear. a dork. Fear the spear makes her dress like a dork. Yeah. She looks in the mirror. I swear to God. She looks in the mirror. She's looking at her pigtails and her like dungarees, her Oshkosh. And then she goes, she says, make it fashion. And then as she walks away under her breath, she says, fuck. <laughs> it's a character choice. <laughs> it's a, it's a, I like it. I liked it. It's a edgier Marianne. Make a fashion. Yep. Every day I leave the house looking like either the world's oldest toddler or maybe it's the youngest senior citizen. I would say, honestly, thinking back on my life, mm-hmm. I was saying the word fuck more often than I ever have at any other point in my life when I was 13. Yeah. I had just discovered it, I think. Or I knew about it, but now I realize that I could say it sort of un- unabashedly. Yeah. And I was probably saying fuck a lot around my friends, certainly not around my parents. Yeah. So I believe it. A, a girl, a 13-year-old girl in the privacy of her own bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, she's going to say fuck. Neek. Have I told you on this podcast about the kid who, when I was in fifth grade and he was in like third grade, who said to someone who was standing next to me, you have fuck for brains and shit for teeth? It sounds familiar. I think about that a lot. <laughs> yeah.
it's cool. It's a such a it's like such a powerful thing to say to somebody. Thinking about saying the word fuck in my private life reminded me of a time that um, I had a really bad day at school, and I was probably in like sixth grade, so I was probably twelve. Yeah, and my parents came home, and they're like, "How was your day?" And I was like, "Can I do a curse?" <laughs> and they were like, "No." And I was like, really took the edge off of it. Well, it sucked. <laughs> And the curse in that situation was sucked. <laughs> so I would have never, never had the confidence to approach a fuck in those days. Yeah. Now my parents don't give a shit. I mean, I am nearly 40. My child is going to have a very different upbringing from you. Literally just 10 minutes before we sat down to record, uh, the interaction I had with my child was I went into his room as his mama was reading him the story. And said, hey, do you want to give me a hug before bedtime? And he said, no. And I said, well, this sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. That's a, that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought you were going to say, fuck you. <laughs> not quite. I internalized that stuff. Uh, maybe we should take a little quick break and then get back to talking about this video text. Yeah. Okay. I like that idea. Great. Goodbye. Bye. Best Fiends is a free-to-download, casual, mobile puzzle game with literally yep. thousands of levels that is boredom's yep. worst nightmare. And yep. uh, if you guys don't remember, Tanner and I have been engaging in a friendly competition yep. uh, between my group of fiends, uh, the Jack's, Jack's jerks, Jumping Jerks, Jack's jumping jerks. and Tanner's Tiny, Tiny Ticklers. ticklers. Yep. Um, and up until now, we've had some difficulties because while I have been playing through the game at quite a clip and advancing uh, and binging on the game and advancing mm-hmm. from level to to level uh, and enjoying more levels, events, and challenges that are added all the time. Um, Tanner, you've tended to have trouble um, getting your phone started. My phone wasn't working, but yeah. I have gotten it to work, Jack, okay. and I've, I've, I feel like I've caught up with you in Best yeah. Fiends. Um, okay, that's great to hear. I'm really I'm, I'm here to engage with you on it and, and talk about kind of our experiences playing the game. I do love the game. I just had a lot of phone troubles up until now. Okay, well, I'm glad but you're now back. But I'm, now I'm embracing it. I'm playing it. I'm having so much fun with it. I love it. Okay, well, I'll start. Uh, so one of my experiences playing the game that I really enjoy is um, I really like picking which fiends to use and oh, upgrading them that. and c- building a crack team as I go through the levels. My favorite is Mordecai. Okay, that's not one. It's my favorite fiend. What level are you on, Jack? I am somewhere in the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And yourself? Seven D thousand. Well, okay, that's a lot. They do have thousands of levels, uh, and they do have updates 000. all the time, so you can keep At playing least as 70, much as you 000. want. Yes. So yep. that's what level I'm on, and I am having a fun with it. It's me. It's Mordecai. Yeah. It's um, okay. That's not one of them. Well, maybe it's in the later levels. But, it's little, you haven't got there yet. Uh, it says here, what makes you want to keep at it? That's a good thing. For me, it's just, it's binge-worthy, and it's like, it's bite-sized. You can just play like a little bit for like 10 minutes uh, when you've got, when you're waiting for the something, whatever. To me, it's the feeling it gives me, if you know what I mean. No. Oh, just binge-worthiness. It feels so good to play. Yeah. And uh, when do you play? Only at night, baby. Okay. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Um, Only at night. Okay, perfect. I'm starting to think that you still have not been able to get your phone started. I, 
I really want to play more. <laughs> yeah. Jack, I do love the game. It's very fun, and we yeah. were competing, but I have so many phone problems. Is it possible that you're f- holding your phone upside down? Tried that. Yeah. Okay. You know you can hold your phone sideways, too? Yeah. <laughs> and I tried that as well, because someone... I was, I was on the forums. I've been in touch with the... Makers of Best Fiends, and I just... I, this is not their fault, I can tell you. This is not their fault, and the phone. game is so fun. Yeah. I'm so interested in playing. Yeah, okay. Have you tried turning your phone on? Oh. There's a button on that usually on the side. What do you mean, on? Forget it. Uh, download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Holy shit. That's friends without the R. Best this thing just lit up. Fiends. Okay, well, this is great. <laughs> Whoa, that's a lot of <laughs> notifications. <laughs> if there's something preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Welcome back to the Thrilling Adventure oh, Hour. Okay, we're doing this still. Okay. What, you have a problem with it? I just don't get the character. Butterman, Butterman I understood. Is, no, Butterman so is clear. Great. I get that. But... Me, Mr. Margarine, what is he? Like, he's too far... Like, villain. He's too far removed from he the... He causes all the issues from the the copy, the ad copy that we okay, have to do. I guess I, I just don't have... There's Grief, not... Grief, anxiety. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Welcome back to the Thrilling Adventure Hour. This week, yeah. we return to our film noir detective story starring Butterman P.I. <laughs> okay. Hey, it's me, Butterman P.I. I was sitting in my office. It was a cold, dark, rainy evening. I saw a silhouette of a busty broad in my uh, office window. I beckoned her to come in. It was the gee gal. (laughs) Okay. Oh, wait, and and that's me? She was legs all the way up, all the way down, and something told me that if I took this case... I'd be dealing with a lot of <clears throat> stress problems, depression, anxiety, relationship issues. I'd probably lose a lot of sleep, um, grief, self-esteem issues. But uh, how could I turn down a beauty like this? Butterman, it says on the door. Here. Here, that's okay. Hey, Butterman, it says on the door outside that you're looking for trouble. Uh... No, it says on the door outside that if you're looking for butter, <laughs> butterhelp.com can help, and I'll send out my licensed cream slurs to get you the butter you need. I, well, I've got a problem. I'm ghee gal, and for folks who don't know, ghee is a kind of clarified butter. Yeah. And Butterman, I'm looking to connect in a safe and private online environment. That's so convenient that I could start communicating in under 24 hours specifically for something that's not self-help and that is professional counseling. Well, lady, I can't help you with that, (laughs) but you know who can? My friends at (laughs) BetterHelp.com. Anything you share with BetterHelp.com is confidential, it's convenient, it's professional, it's affordable. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp, they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states right now. Okay, and I've got another problem. Yes. Uh, There's been a murder. Oh, my God. (laughs) Now, this I can help with. Because in addition to doing 
butter crimes, I am a private eye. Yeah, and well, and, wait. Let me ask: Is it butter related? The murder? Yeah, because uh, I focus on butter related. Crimes. A number of licensed cream slurs were taken out. God, those are my friends, my <laughs> trusted employees. Um, I should mention that BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to charge counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Uh, in fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I already said that. And Gee Gal, yeah. listeners, I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash babysitters. You can join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash babysitters. I love you, and I kiss you, and I think we're going to need to keep workshopping this character. <laughs> <laughs> I want to discuss one more thing with you, Tanner, that I found Fine. in this episode. Fine, I would love that. Fine? Okay, good. I'm glad. Regale me with your tail, bod. This happens at the six minute mark of the episode. Okay. Uh, they're in the cafeteria. I think it's maybe around the time that, that Marianne is meeting Dawn. They do a quick pan of the cafeteria so you can see everything in the SMS dining room. Yes. Refectory, as we used to call it in my school. Okay. And I thought the refectory is where you go to pray. No, it's where you go to eat. Okay. And uh, there is a poster of a pair. Of? A pair. Just a pair. One pair. A single pair. Okay. The fruit. Yes. Got it. And do you know what that pair is saying? It's a line from one of our favorite movies. Okay. It's from Valley of the Dolls? No. Oh. It's from Drive Angry 3D? <laughs> With Nicolas Cage where he drives out of hell? Yeah. <laughs> he comes back. Guys, you got to watch this. He drives watch his this car flick. out of hell for some reason where here's he the, lives. Here's preferred viewing. he just fucking kicked so much ass. Here's recommended viewing for you and preferred viewing. See it in theaters. Yeah. Sneak in a bottle of whiskey and pour it into a large Coke mm. and split it with your best friend and get yeah. shit-faced. And also... Oh, and also sneak out of work yeah. at like maybe 3 p.m. Watch it on, on Tuesday at like 3 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> and in one of those theaters, I think, where it's like rumble seats. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we used to have fun at our job, didn't we? Um, no, it's not that movie I wish it were. Somehow we both got fired? Yeah, what the hell? We were model <laughs> employees. <laughs> we one time convinced, I would say, like, maybe a third of the staff to leave early on a Friday to go watch San Andreas. <laughs> We used to sneak out for movies. Not a lot, but like... Sometimes you have to. Yeah. Happier times. Here's what the pair says. Tanner. It says, drink more water. Okay. Yes. The bug man. From Men in Black. More water. He's the guy... Um, what's his name? Edgar. No. And you know because she says, Edgar. <laughs> Not Edgar. Edgar. What's the the actor's name? Your skin is hanging all off your face. <laughs> it's Edgar. Vincent D'Onofrio. 
the pair, the, the, Rachel, the hand of God, is saying something to us, isn't she? Because she knows we love that. More water. They put it in the cafeteria. Why else would they? Answer me. Who, what? Who and what? The hand of God. She put the more water line from Men in Black on the oh, face of this she pair. Wanted, she wanted our attention. She wanted our attention, and she's gotten it. Yeah. Well, you want to be on the show again, Rachel? Yeah. <laughs> Too bad. We're having Lucia on. Yeah, we're having Lucia on tonight. What do you want to talk about? Say something to me. I'll tell you what I want to talk about. Okay. Uh-uh. What's happening? He looks like he's his face like crumpled up. Crumpled up. <laughs> okay. And he's rubbing his eyes. Are you Jack, okay? Yeah. Did you cry? Did I cry? Yes, I did. It was my cheerful moment. I had a cheerful moment. I would like to read it to you, though there's a question here now in my mind, because normally when I read something to you in the text, I just pull the audio from the video novel. Yes. But... And you're going to do that again today? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> May as well read. I'm, I'm gonna, it's going to be difficult. Here's, here's something to put in the pro column of reading it. Yeah. I will be unable to react Yeah, in real time if you just play the clip. Put the clip in and post. I'm going to read it. I'm not going to So it's going to be very difficult for me to understand and react to whatever you're about I'm to I'm just going to act. Unless you read it. I'm going to act. I'm going to act. You're going to act as well as whoever the... Yes. Yes. Because it's Fear the Spear and it's Marianne. Okay. And this is me. And guess what? Now you get to hear my line reading, people. You've watched and the you're, show. You're and you're playing the part of, of Marianne? Now listen to the man. Yeah, I'm going to do Marianne okay. and Richard. Watch your back, Malia. Yeah. They're in the car after Marianne does save the day at the hospital. Marianne says... Dad, I'm sorry. I, I know I should have waited for you to call back before I took Bailey to the hospital. I didn't want to make you worried. I just wanted to make sure that Bailey was okay. And now this is Richard. I'm being Richard now. Okay, do you want me to do it? or You can if you want. Do you want to be Richard? Yes. Okay. Marianne, I'm not angry with you i'm afraid of you i can't remember what the line is no that's good just go with it go with it i do not know how to break how to do anything else with your hair um i miss your mother (laughs) that's all i really remember yeah that's good no that's good and that's and that's and it's it's just a really emotional moment it was an emotional moment for me like probably could have been better if we got the actual line read in there or no, I think that was it. You actually did get most of it because I'm looking because I wrote maybe it you out. can um maybe you can sort of transpose my audio over Fear the Spears actual audio from the show just so we can see like how I got it kind of note for note and even like beat for beat. Okay, yeah, I think it's gonna be basically the same. Yeah, yeah, and it, the part that I cried the most was when he was like, "I don't know how to do anything else with your hair." Yeah, and what else did he say? I'm afraid of you. I'm afraid of you. It's just really emotional, and they like these shows are funny. Yes, but they're also moving, yes. and that's the stuff they do. Everything they do the funny stuff. They also do the stuff that's like, oh, Marianne, I'm afraid of you, and then it's the fucking waterworks. Yeah, Marianne, I'm afraid of your hair. I'm afraid of your hair. 
<laughs> That's the part that made me cry. Your mother only showed me how to do one thing. And then she died, Marianne. Yeah, and then she died. It's literally the last thing she said on her deathbed was, here's how to braid Marianne's hair. Yeah. Do yeah, it every day for the rest of her fucking life. I'm sorry. I didn't want to make you worried. I just wanted to make sure that Bailey was okay. Marianne, I'm not upset with you. I'm afraid of your hair. <laughs> so moving. It's beautiful. It's Did beautiful. I cry, Jack? Yes, I did. Yeah. You didn't, acqu- part, you didn't cry at the afraid of your hair stuff? I did. At I that did part. At that part. I captured that as well. But Dawn Schaefer is in the show now. She's woke as hell. She's hell from yeah. California. She's got California sensibilities. Yep. And she is trying to help Marianne. Marianne is... is um, very open-minded and very understanding about Bailey's being a young girl instead of mm-hmm. a young boy. But Don helps clarify the situation even more mm-hmm. in a very touching scene in which she is explaining like trans people to Marianne. Yeah, in the, with a metaphor, right? With a metaphor, which I wish I would have captured, and I guess we're hearing it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this. Are you right-handed or left-handed? Right. And you've known this since you were little? Pretty much. And if someone tried to make you do everything with your left hand, it would be super weird, right? If I tried to use scissors, I'd definitely stab myself. (laughs) Well, that's how Bailey feels. The same way that you know that you're right-handed, Bailey knows she's a girl. And we all want our outsides to match our insides, right? Yeah. And it's rad to have parents and a babysitter who get it. (laughs) She's really lucky. I can't quite remember what the the metaphor was now, but Dawn is very progressive. She's very woke, and her explanation of trans people to Marianne is beautiful. Made me cry. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. Um, we should talk about morbid destiny because okay. they've done Aunt something, Esme. haven't they? And as me. So here's what they did. So there's been a lot of speculation in the baby nation and amongst the baby nation uh-huh good and good sentence within the group that is called the baby, baby nation. nation great sentence uh you really between, brought it home between the individual members of the baby nation yes that because sharon spear's maiden name is porter and morbid destinies name non-witch name her civilian name is porter that there is some relationship there and so that's r.i.p yes right but and by us i mean the inclusive us of the entire nation of babies that comprises the baby the royal us yeah that the baby nation comprises yes but they went ahead in this fucking video book and just they made came it out official. and said it but they, they didn't made even it spend official that i just belabored the porter point for what five minutes they didn't even say it they didn't even say well we're obviously related because our name is porter they were just like this is my aunt dan dawn invites marianne to a and she is a witch to a like some a kind of like moon ceremony yeah it's called you know what it is and i think we should do one it's called a new moon ceremony the new moon ceremony yeah and jack actually this kind of reminds me of a a segment i want to make sure to hit okay 
You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have played this fucking role. <laughs> moon sister. You could have been one of the moon. I could have been one. I could have been one of these moon sisters. Could you have been Barb? They do snapping. They're like every time instead of yeah. applauding, they'll snap. I love the moon sisters. I could have done that. Here's the role that you could have played, and it is my. Oh, sorry. One second. Actually, okay. I have something to say, and okay. it's my. <laughs> Barb of the week, and you would have played Barb. Barb of the week. <laughs> and it's Barb. And I beat you to it. And, and no, there's you, only one you would have played Barb. <laughs> Barb gets fucking owned. I just want to say thanks to my. So Don says, they they're like taking in turns like holding a sh- uh, a speaking stick, and Don uh, says, over the over the like decorative stump. Yeah, it's fucking great. I really like this. Uh, Don says, I just want to say thanks to my aunt Esme and to all of you for welcoming us. Moving across the country is about as big a change as you can make. And then Barb says. I feel you there. Last week, my ex-husband was trying to... And then Morbid Odessity cuts in and says... Tell me. Not about you right now, Bob. <laughs> That's you. That's got you. That role has you written all over it. I yeah. could have played Barb, and it, that would have been me. That, like, 100% would have been me. It's like, yeah. oh, this does remind me of a thing, and I must say it right now. <laughs> Even though, yeah. like, a young girl is, like, bearing her soul. <laughs> This was that stuff was good. The Wiccan stuff was good. Making Morbid of Destiny actually a witch. I mean, we all know she's a fucking witch, but just like g- coming out with it. Yeah, good stuff. they have fun with that. Yeah, there's like a whole back and forth between like Mary. Like, so they walk up to the the stump ceremony with Sharon and Dawn, and Marianne's like, "Oh my God, Aunt Esme is is Morbid of Destiny," and Sharon's like, "Yeah, she wishes her name was Morbid of Destiny. Yeah, like she's a witch." And at Dawn's like, she's not a witch. She's just like spiritual. And Sharon mouths to Marianne like, she's a witch. Yeah. She's a witch. And it's like, great. She's a fucking witch. <laughs> Let's see. I don't have many more things that I want to talk about. I do want to briefly hit uh, uh, what it's, it's something that teens are saying. You may not be familiar with it because you um, are so far from having been a teen. Um, but what the teens are saying these days is hashtag swoon when they like, like swoon about someone they say hashtag swoon because it's like what you would say on social media um at 1746 in this video novel tanner yes we see someone who is pretending to be a man named mr del vecchio yes who is actually a man and we don't know why he's pretending but we do know that he's actually a man who's called mr prezioso and he can fucking get it uh, you think he's nice looking? He is, is that a thing? That's a thing to say, right? That's okay to it. say. You yeah, can yeah. get it. He can get this dick. He's got this. Okay, that's not what I meant. I guess I did is what I meant. But the, you <laughs> saying just, it, as you didn't quite realize ex- what you were saying. I know it's a thing that the teens say about someone being handsome, but you kind of just like laying it all out there <laughs> makes me yeah. want to walk a little bit back from it. But he's a very good-looking man, and he's got this five o'clock shadow, and he's got rugged features, and he doesn't say anything. But he just went to go take yeah. in a fucking matinee of uh, My Fair Lady. It's interesting that this is coming hot off the heels of the hit segment. I could have played that character because it's almost as if like maybe you had that kind of scoped out in your notes. 
Yeah, and I can fucking get it. Just like Mr. Prezioso. I should be in this. I should have been him. I should have been him. I can do five o'clock shadow. And he doesn't say anything. He doesn't say a fucking word. So you wouldn't even get paid scale. He just like barrels the camera. You wouldn't even need to be paid scale. Honestly, if you're listening, Lucia and Rachel, I think it's probably best to cast us in non-speaking roles because Jack and I are non-professionals. I want to have a speaking role. You do want to have a speaking role? Yeah. Okay. Okay, fine. Jack wants yeah. a speaking role, and I want also want a speaking role. If Jack gets a speaking role, I want one too, and I want to have twice as many words. Okay, but I want my words to be twice as meaningful in half the in half the uh, words. Fuck, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So just fine. Take notes on that. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say about this? Uh, oh, I have one more thing I do want to say, which is that at one thirty nine, God, I hope they don't kill Mimi in this this one because I can't fucking handle it. But at one thirty nine, Marianne gets like before she goes to the babysitters club meeting, she likes to get wasted on Mimi's special tea. Oh yeah, she's like tripping balls. <laughs> she's like Claudia comes out and she's like Marianne, everyone's waiting for you upstairs. <laughs> Marianne's like, hang on a fucking second. Yeah, Mimi and I are like getting right. <laughs> They're like so faded that like at some point Mimi holds up like a a scarn of yarn or whatever. Oh yeah. And she's like, "Look, Marianne, funky yarn." And they're both just like <laughs> <laughs> They like lose it over this funky yarn. That's how like That's nice. Gone they are. Look, I got us funky yarn. Oh, how we rage. It's fucking lovely on Mimi's wild tea. Yeah. Uh Jack, one more thing to do. Yeah. Before we just depart today. Yeah. <sighs> Welcome to the Pantheon. Oh. Mortal Ghost Writers. Lyle Friedman. What? Really? Fuck, I missed that. There's this someone else wrote this. The episode today was written by Lyle Friedman, aka The Snail. The Snail. Fuck yes. Every episode, I, I keep an eye out for something that feels incongruous or, like, out of place. Like you know? someone put like, their fucking stamp that's, like, like in video games when they would, like, a designer will put, yeah. like, will put something that's, put like, a, a glitch room. and then, like, yeah. sign their fucking name in it. This episode had one of those moments where Marianne and Dawn did a thing at the end of the episode where they do a secret handshake. Yeah. And at the end of the secret handshake, they slap their hands together and go, Snail! You look amazing! (laughs) Snail! (laughs) Yeah. And I captured it and said, what does snail mean? And then I realized a few minutes later when I saw the credits roll and that this episode was written by the new ghost writer, Lyle Friedman, that it was her calling card. It was her signature. The snail, Lyle Friedman, L Y L E. Yep. Well, Lyle Friedman, M.D. Doctor Lyle. She's a TV show writer and a doctor. You sure they're the same people? Yeah, she's an ophthalmologist in Fort Worth. Interesting. And she decided to do movies and stuff and and TV shows. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, the snail. I don't think, I don't think that's right. No. No. Yeah. Lyle Friedman. Uh, it seems like the thing she is most 
known for before the Babysitter's Club, before the mm-hmm. writing this episode of the Babysitter's Club, was she was the executive story editor and writer of the TV show Younger. She also played on on College Humor Originals. She played girl slash Ellie slash hot girl. That's a nice so. credit. I would I would <laughs> I would be really proud of that credit. Oh, okay, we'll take it. Tanner, we've said enough. Yes. And now, our interview with Lucia and Yellow. Yes. Welcome to the welcome to the show, Lucia. Uh, my first question. No, Tanner. Is... No. Just fucking let. Just say nothing, and then we'll let it go. And then we're gonna come back and say goodbye. Okay. And now, Lucia and Yellow. Now we can just talk chit chat, shoot the shit. How's your day? Super busy. Yeah, same. Well, not same. I wasn't able to work today. Okay, why? Jenkins woke us up at five in the morning with like a live mouse in our bed. Mm-hmm. And it just totally fucked my whole day. But here I am. Here she comes. You ready? Yes. Hello. Hello. Hi, Tanner. Hi, Jack. How are you? Welcome. I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing fine. Jack is having mice problems. Um, I'm having mice problems. Mice? I thought you said mice problems. You're having mice no, problems? No, mice. Yeah. You know, I will say I I don't have indoor situation, but I have outdoor rat situation a little bit. Okay. And, and it, it's hard to sleep. <laughs> Here, so here's why it's hard to sleep for me. That I guess you could say that I'm having cat problems because my cat has started bringing live mice into my bedroom at like three That's, in the morning. Okay. That cat's trying to tell you something. <laughs> yeah. But tomorrow I'm going to have wildlife people problems because they're going to come and because I've engaged them to come and Mm. tell me what to do. And they're going to be like, we're going to kill these mice. And I'm going to be like, is there any way we can do it without killing the mice? And that's going to be an embarrassing conversation. (laughs) You're a peaceful, you're a pacifist. I'm a pacifist. They're so cute. Jack and I used to um, work in the same office together and we had a cockroach problem and Jack wouldn't let let us kill any of the cockroaches. Oh, that's... Sweet. Dispose I of mean, them humanely. Was that in New York? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got it. It's got to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna win this battle in New York. I know I am. Save the cockroaches. <laughs> yeah. um, Lucia, you are the director of the Babysitters Club Netflix show. Is that accurate? I directed. I executive produced. Yeah. Now the wrote on it. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. Oh, we yeah. need to. Well, we haven't. I don't think we've gotten to your episode yet. But when we do get to it, the one where you have a writing credit. We're gonna have to induct you into the Ghostwriters Hall of Fame, and I hope you're ready for Thank that. You. And do I'm you ready. have like uh, suggestions or preferred epithets or honorifics that you'd like to apply to your name when you are inducted? Um, is that gonna happen towards the end of the the induction, towards the end of the recording? Um, it can happen at any time, really. I just I w- I think I want you guys to have ample time for you guys to make those judgments. Okay, that's good. That was <laughs> okay. the right answer. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, I want. I don't want to proceed myself. It is something we're uniquely good at. Yeah, great. You're you're basically the Christie of this operation. Very much so. Do you have a director's chair? Um, you know, actually, I do, but I don't have it out in the world. I have <laughs> one that my uh, my boyfriend's mom gave us some some like leather director's chairs with our production company logo on the back. So I do actually technically own some, but I don't. 
like fit in it like on a daily basis. <laughs> okay, that must be a disappointment. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, you know, the truth <laughs> is, is I actually am not the biggest. I don't actually sit in director's chairs often because I'm like usually like running around with a little clamshell monitor. So I don't actually sit at monitors very often. So I'm actually not used to it. When I do sit in director's chairs, I feel like I'm being lazy. Okay. That's just a little bit about me. That's good. <laughs> you and I are totally different. I mean, I'm not a director and I've never directed anything, but I think mm-hmm. I would ride in one of those like palaquins that like people have to hold up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, have, like, the, yeah. The like big poles, you know? Yeah. yeah. I would direct you from know, the top of one of those. I think that would be something we'd have to negotiate in the next DGA negotiations because, yeah, because, uh, yeah. you know, actually, weirdly, I, this is nothing to do with babysitter stuff, but you know, weirdly, the props department is responsible for the director's chairs. Isn't that weird? That is huh. weird. Like, they don't have enough to do. It should be the top of their list, actually. <laughs> um, so are you, is is the Babysitter's Club something that uh, you knew about before you ended up on this project? Is it something that's part of your childhood, or do you have to, like, do a crash oh, course and figure it out? Jack. <laughs> yeah. I was um, an obsessive. I was a super fan as a child. I would ask i would like have my mom drive me to bookstores and libraries and anywhere i could get a hit you know because i was a bo- i was a, a bored child and i loved reading and so and i was obsessed with the book series so like i was i would say for like two or three years like being loving babysitters club was like my entire personality i didn't have anything else going on so um, well, welcome to the last two or three years of, of mine and jack's <laughs> lives yeah that was that was kind of it. Like it spoke to me on so many different levels. Um, like they were cool and different. And like, I really had, I have like have and still have, I think like a very entrepreneurial spirit. Like I like, like, let's make it work. Let's band together. I'm like a, like a startup person without a startup kind of, but I'm like, yeah, get in the, get in there and be disruptive. And like, I feel like there's something about, babysitters club the fact that they were like young like you know also like me very young but women that girls that felt like we could do it we could pull it off if we like mustered enough energy like i don't know there's something about that that always just felt like really cool i felt like it was speaking to me you know yeah i loved it so you i i take it then you do and always have identified as a christie then you know i have always identified as a christie i think that the um I was a couple, we're going to go there. I'm absolutely Christy. I like taking charge. I like all that stuff. I also though was at the time very boy crazy. So there's a little bit of Stacy in there. I was also obsessed with New York and like, I did always like fashiony stuff. So there is a Stacy element, but generally I say, I say Christy with Stacy rising, which maybe I'm flattering myself. That's cool. That's a a a good combo. combo. Yeah. I feel like it's, pretty accurate but i also as of you know like later in my life kind of had the stonery vibe which i don't know who that is so i guess Claudia, maybe if anyone yeah be black yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's also there's also a world where maybe a dawn later later in life i don't know it's hard to say tanner and i have kind of turned on dawn a little bit if that's okay really? to say. from so the I... books or for the show well, we read all the books, and then we read all the California Diaries, which is yeah, like yeah. Dawn's like spinoff series. Oh, I you don't have to catch me up in, in any okay. way on this podcast. Guys. <laughs> that is so good to know. <laughs> and like those are those are good books, and we like them. But like Dawn yeah. is is pretty uh, tepid in all of them. 
I tend to agree to an extent. And I feel like uh, what we, I think, tried to do on the show is be like, okay, what do we know about Dawn? We know California. Right. Like, and really kind of go from there. And uh, I also feel like one of the things that everyone remembers is she loves sprouts. And I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. what else, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I will say that the, the version that we have in the show in Sochi, who the actress who plays it, like, has made me, like, kind of fall in love with Dawn in a major way. Yeah, we are. This is this is technically a part of the episode for the Netflix episode one hundred and four, which is where we oh. first meet Don. Yeah, and it was exciting. It was exciting to finally get to know Don. Did you feel like you saw her coming when when Marianne was sitting there at the lunch table by herself? Were you like, I smell Don as a foot, or or was it a surprise? <laughs> I smell someone wearing like uh, natural deodorant. You know. <laughs> That it's age is right when you it. start when you start wearing deodorant, right? Thirteen. That's where it starts kicking. <laughs> Theo starts kicking at thirteen. I wish someone had told me that when I was thirteen, but <laughs> Oh, Jack's taking a big swig. What are you drinking? Coke? Um, box wine. Is that okay? Oh, good for you. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's eight o'clock here. I just put my child to bed. Oh, you guys are still in New York. <laughs> I'm in Austin. Jack's in Austin. I'm in New oh. York. Oh. Sorry, yeah. too late. That's okay. No, that's all right. Um, so last week we had Rachel on the oh, show, good. Rachel Schuchert, the hand My of God. Um, and she agreed, I think pretty explicitly, Jack, and you can. Um, yeah, we don't have this. all the legal documents signed yet, but it, it's as far as I'm concerned, it's as good as a done deal. Yeah. She confirmed that she was going to get us parts on season two on the show. That's exciting. Um, so we pitched her some parts. Jack's going to do mocap. He's going to play Boo Boo the cat, Watson's cat. Oh, um, yes, great. <laughs> I was thinking I'd play Pete Black. Great. I've been waiting for Pete Black <laughs> um, to show up. I, I, I kind of feel like there was some extras in the Halloween hop where I'm like, are you Pete Black? Like in my head, I'm already kind of casting like who are, but I love that you, you know, look no further. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why do I bother? You find your guys. And you're going to have to write some scenes uh, if you do an episode with us in it where yeah. Pete Black and Boo Boo kind of hang out. Oh, yeah. And, Wrestle and around. Yeah. And, <laughs> that's great. That's, They're like best friends all of a sudden for some reason. You know, what Anne always wanted, I think. You have to say it. <laughs> Maybe it could be like a, it could be like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, where Pete Black and Boo Boo the cat kind of become best friends and they have like a whole side story and we like write that into maybe like a short film that but, i think i think that's what i would refer to as a netflix exclusive <laughs> okay this is good i'm glad you have the terminology yeah but i don't and the connections. I actually no idea. <laughs> so you're a director i thought maybe you could help us since rachel has all but assured us that we will be having parts on season two i thought mm-hmm. maybe you could help us kind of craft our raw talent into something that's kind of screen worthy hmm. yeah we've never acted before is that going to be okay. a problem no okay i think that i think that that is a huge advantage i okay. think that your knowledge of the source material will guide you and i think you have nothing to worry about i think um you know your motivation and that that's more than i can say for for a lot of actors yeah boo boo is overweight and cantankerous yeah. Oh God, I, I know. Nobody loves him except Watson. <laughs> it seems. I like. know. 
<laughs> I feel like Watson, but Watson has changed. I feel like and Watson in the the series is a different Watson that was portrayed in the books, and therefore, to me, how is Boo Boo not therefore a little different as well? I mean, right? I mean, and that's up to you. I, like I mean, it. that's Jackson. You get to kind of go with like, okay, well, why is Boo Boo? And I think that's actually where you start the journey. Okay. That's good. That's a really good question. It's and it's something that Anne never, for all her talent, she never asked. You know, there's only so much paper out there. You got to sometimes, it's, it's got to be subtext. <laughs> um, we've prepared monologues. I hope that's okay. Yeah. And we'll just go through them. I told mm-hmm. Jack to prepare a monologue and he... Um, I did. I didn't he, know what that was. So I did what's a, di- a dialogue. I hope that's okay. That's really good. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to help Jack with his dialogue, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, are you ready, Jack? Do you have your dialogue ready? I have it ready. Do you, I texted it to you, so you, you've you got your part. Yeah, which pl- part am I playing? I want you to play Allie. Allie, okay. And I'll be Noah. Okay. So we can do me first, and then we can have your monologue from... Is it Street Fighter? <laughs> Mine is from Taken. Okay, cool. Cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. All right, boys, hit me. Um, I, 10 out of 10 on Room Raider, by the way, Lucia. I like your room. It looks good. Oh, it's, my house? It's a cool zoom, zoom room. The Zoom room framing is nice. You oh, good. Like I, nice I, bookshelves and... Great. Thank you. I um don't do self-view, so I didn't see what was going on, but now I'm looking in. You're right. Good job. Mine is just like baffling, so it's not... It's well, not yours nice. looks like a professional like setup. You both have like... Thank I'm you. like, I feel like this is legit. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's the illusion. Um. Okay, so what have we done, Tanner? We've prepared. We you, Tan, you had you've a... prepared a dialogue. I've prepared a monologue, and just like, feel free to to jump in. Okay, give us notes, okay. direct us. You sure. know, do do what you do best. I'm sorry we don't have like a palaquin that you can write in to, to direct us down from. But I think it make, I can make it work. Okay. Okay. Should we should we do mine, Tanner? Yeah, let's do let's do yours. It's first. a dialogue. It's a, from I a think, film. You know, it's a dialogue. Maybe we can just. We can launch right, into maybe it. Maybe we can both get this. Can be our both of our auditions. Okay, we're kind of a package deal too. So yeah, like. real pen yeah. and pen and teller situation. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. That's a perfect. We love those guys. They're so nice. <laughs> <laughs> so you always want out of your comedic mind. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. I haven't seen this film, but I, it's an it's an iconic scene. So I guess you've Tanner, never seen Taken. No, no, this is my one. Oh. Yeah. It's not taken. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's go. You go. Oh, I start. I start. Um, Do you think in another life I could have been a bird? What do you mean? Can I stop you there? No, that's not for you. The energies. energies, (laughs) You're coming at me with an energy that I don't know how to respond to. Okay. Wow. And sorry, I'm sorry to hop in. I'm sorry to jump in. I know it's not really my spot, but. Okay. No, I I mean, okay. okay. I'll try, try it again. Another, I'll try another take yeah. at it. Yep. Do you think in another life I could have been a bird? What do you mean? Like reincarnation? I don't know. I think I could. Say I'm a bird. No. I won't do it. Say I'm a bird. Stop it. Stop it now. Say it. You're a bird. Now say you're a bird too. 
well, I guess we're both birds now. <laughs> That's not the I line. did change the line. That's fine. I think sometimes... I don't I was think just there's a lot it. of room in the script for improv. <laughs> <laughs> what, well, I have some... First, I just have some follow-up questions, not, not so much yeah. the direction. What is the relationship... Oh, wait, wait, you have to kind of get out of character. One sec. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See. Great. Yeah. Thank you. What is the relationship between these two people having this conversation? I think one of them is a bird. Mm. Yes, I believe Allie the, is a the bird. The Tanner character is a bird. Yes. And he's trying to could persuade my character to bec- to become one. Neither of us have seen the film. It's yeah. based on this so this is a dialogue from the film The Notebook. Wow. Okay. Um, I didn't recognize it. I guess I've seen the the movie. I also sounds like maybe I haven't. <laughs> I well, you didn't it see it. You didn't see it the the right way, like the way it should be performed. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right about that. Um, okay, I think it was great. I think you guys did good. Okay, that's <laughs> what I want to hear. I yeah. think okay. you were good. So no I notes. Think, no, though I do think if this is anything moving forward for the next scene, whichever scene that is, if it's a dialogue, I think it. If, if you don't feel that there's room for improv, which I, I'm not sure I agree with, I think that there's. I think there's some room there to play. Thank you. I think maybe that it's worth making the words your own, you know, not being word perfect. And I think that in and of itself can be sometimes or, or make it feel more authentic. So I would, I yeah. would just say, don't feel if, if you're not willing to fully improvise, at least make it your own. And I feel you yeah. did, yeah, but, that, but to, to continue to lean into that. Yeah. The actual line read was if you're a bird, I'm a bird, which just seems kind of weak. Yeah, it also and seems like a bitch-ass move. Like, okay, if you're a bird, yeah. I'm a bird. Like, what is yeah. that? Like, that's nothing. That's nothing. So, yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right that that needed so, a, a punch up. So, I think that's great. You. Okay, that's good. Great. Yeah. Awesome, Tanner. Okay. I hope you do as well as I did. Oh, I have to do mine now too. Well, you don't have to. We can talk. about I did something so else. much. I did so much work on yours. <laughs> I feel like that that audition spoke for itself. Well, it's up to you. Well, it's up to Lucia, actually. Do you want to hear Tanner's read? He did I would. I think I'd like to. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, taken. So I'm going to be. Wait, I'm are you Goog- f- did you just Google it now? <laughs> <laughs> that is not off book. Um, that is not off book. Googling it while you're doing it is not off book. That's, that is not going to. I'm auditioning for the part of Mr. Spear, um, Richard oh. Spear. I know the, the 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 part is currently cast by yeah. um, the man from the Kevin Good from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mark Kevin Jackson, yes. Uh-huh. Yes, but <laughs> in season two, or like later on in the book series, we discover that Marianne was taken from Richard Spear. By, by her grandparents. Her grandparents mm. um, after the death of her mother, Alma. Mm. So I will be performing his dramatic monologue from okay. that book. <clears throat> I don't have a lot of money, but what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you don't let my daughter go now, That'll be the end of it. I, or if, sorry, oh, jeez. Okay, okay, just take it from the top. <laughs> if you let my daughter go now, that will be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. 
and I will kill you. <laughs> wow. Can I, say, I, can I say wow? That was amazing. Yeah. That was really good. Chills. I, I couldn't even see your eyes moving when I read. <laughs> <laughs> Something else, man. Good for you. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. <clears throat> I was like, I better not take this daughter. So we, so we don't have to um, audition now? That's what you call a straight offer. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. This is this, that's all I work for. Straight offer. <laughs> yeah, I let, this is I let for us. the projects come to me. Um, mm-hmm. So that's great, and we'll follow up with Rachel and confirm with her great. that you that also, also have. Yeah. yeah, great. And just so we have that feedback, you guys know. You guys out. know uh, where where we shoot. We've been wondering about that. Yeah, we were wondering about that because Anne Anne Martin, in her wisdom, has never revealed where. Stony Brook, Connecticut actually is. Well, yes. Right. <laughs> but you know. But it sounds like you're about to. No, no. I actually meant do you know where we actually shoot? Stony Brook, Connecticut? Where we shot the series. It wasn't in Stony Brook, Connecticut? <laughs> it was in Vancouver. Oh. Interesting. Okay. Well, Vancouver's nice. So that's a head fake by Anne. Yeah. we. Stony um, Brook is in Vancouver. Yeah. But yeah, we shot in Vancouver. So when you guys come and shoot, you got you to gotta go through customs is my point. Oh, I. Oh, Jack. This is a problem you're not actually even allowed in Canada. That's true. I, I have massive problems at the Canadian border. Why? It's a long story. He uh, he challenged authority. He went through the Canadian well, border once, know, and he challenged authority in a in a stupid adolescent way. Wow. And now he's barred from Canada forever. Here's what I say to Canadian Border Patrol when I do try to go to Canada, mm-hmm. and it's I've got it, it memorized. Is I once attempted to go through the border, but I had no fixed itinerary, so they turned me back. Okay. What does um, that but mean? they always question me. But what happened? I had a lot of weird stuff in my car, and I bungled my oh. name. Your name is so basic. <laughs> You've got, like, the most basic name in the world, Jack Shepard. It was, th- to be clear, it was like I had come – we had driven straight from my friend's art show in New York, and we were like, let's go to Montreal. Yeah. And, like – and so we had like a ton of like desktop computers in the trunk. Um, it was it was. A mess. I'm even suspicious of this story. <laughs> yeah, I just met you. But it sounds but like I'm... so we're not going to be able to shoot in yeah. Vancouver. So we're actually having Lucy from Picture Start and Naya from Walden Media on in a couple yeah. weeks. So we'll talk to them about Moving finding shoot. a new shooting location. You know what's yeah. nice is that Walden's legal can help with us. Okay. Oh, uh, we're not. Necessarily on, on the their show. good side. Lucia, <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the um, episode that you wrote? I don't, I don't know which one you had to write. I about. wrote uh, part two of Camp, Welcome to Camp Lucia, the finale. Ooh. Wait, with, what's the uh, title again? With Ariel Carlin. Hello, Camp Moosehead. Part two. Oh, it's a super special. So I'm like, I, we're being very diligent and like only watching it in yeah. order. So we've only watched a few episodes. Yeah. So that's exciting to hear. Yeah. But it's, yeah. Uh, it's a super special. I wrote thing. it with um, Errol Carlin, who uh, is a very, very great writer. Who I love. The episodes so far have been really funny. Thank uh, you. Yeah, I feel like that's great. something that's like missed in uh, when people talk about these books. Is yeah. Is also pretty funny? Yeah. Is that something you're able to push with your background in comedy and improv? Yeah. I mean, that was always like part of it, the show, like when we pitched the show um Rachel and I like was like we really wanted to make something that was kind of comedy forward because I think especially for younger girls 
like there isn't a lot of stuff that caters to their interests in that way and it caters to like what they think is funny like for them by them kind of like and, and in a weird way i feel like that's to me like the ultimate speaking to a certain kind of young girl is being like this is funny for you and i think at least for me at that age i feel like it would have made me feel kind of like seen in a weird way because that was something I was always really interested in. Like the other thing I would do other than reading babysitters club books at that age is I would also like sneak into the um, area that had mad magazine and like read the, and like do the like fold in things and like read those. And it was like a little like perverted comedy thing, you know? And like, that's the stuff that I don't know. And I feel like by saying like, Oh, this is really like funny. I don't know. I just felt like that there was a dearth of that. So that was kind of like why part of the show was like, comedy forward and definitely on set like being able to add new lines here and there and like also just being able to direct performances to make sure that that stuff was landing was always like definitely part of the dna from the beginning for sure yeah no that's really cool that like that we watched uh the old babysitters club show Uh Mm -hmm. oh yeah it's it's fun but it's it's totally fun and the theme song is to die for it is uh but it doesn't. It doesn't quite have the, what you're saying, which is just like being like comedy forward. I guess. Yeah. How you say it. It's like it's it's like th- these shows are like I would recommend like the Netflix show to anyone just because it's like uh, it's it's fun and funny as well as being heartfelt and like all the things that you think about in yeah. relation to the BSC is being like oh it's cool because it's earnest and it's the relationships with these girls but it's also like lot of good one-liners and like yeah. comedic acting and like and we also had a lot of performers that um are really funny people like comedic performers outside of just the main girls and i think that also helps make it feel like oh, this whole world is funny and like everybody can like kind of stretch that muscle a bit and feel free to you know it's fun the girls are very good at though at, at delivering these oh they're great lines. they're so <laughs> good and so funny and like like they all have different ways that they're kind of funny too, which I really like. Like there's something about like Sophie who plays Christy, her like self-assuredness that is so funny. Like her delivering the line, like I'm bossy, get used to it in a way that I'm like, is she 60 years old or is she 13? <laughs> I'm like, yes. And then Malia who plays Marianne is so funny physically. Like, and like she does stuff and says stuff in the deliveries of her line. Sometimes I feel like she's like in the Brady Bunch movie. You know, I'm like, this is like the level of comedy of like a fucking genius. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> and Mamona is also like, you know, the line where she's like, yeah, and sell the information to like the Russians. And then like, there's like a shrug. I mean, like, it's true. Like, she just has such <laughs> attitude that I'm like, oh, my God. Um, and then Shay, who plays Stacy, is also like so good at being like, I don't know. I feel like she's so good at being like this, like kind of like. Sarcastic. Like when she is with her mom and she's like, mom, I don't know. There's just like something about her like little teen attitude that I find so funny. And so she's like <laughs> such a goof who plays Dawn and like is able to take such lines that are so like earnest and like make them like relatable and funny. And like, just, I don't know. I just love them all so much. It was so weird, like spending time with them because, you know, like when you spend so much time as a kid reading these books, you're like, that's me, this is me. And then to like be an adult now and spend time with them, I'm like, I'm just like you. And they're like, absolutely not. You are <laughs> a full ass adult. You are just a little younger than my parents. And I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, it's so such a weird way to like face, it. like I actually dealt with my own mortality more on the set of Babysitter's Club than anywhere else in my life. <laughs> <laughs> 
it was really jarring for us when we first started reading the books to discover that we were the we're parents like Elizabeth and age. not yeah, and not yeah. the girls' age. It's I like, know oh, what I know. Well, and like worrying about their shit, it's like a it's it's just like a write off where it's like. And then Watson was having trouble at work, and then like as a kid, you wouldn't even think about that. And I'm like, oh god, I hope he's okay. Was, yeah, what's like up a, with Watson? Do you have a deadline or a crisis? <laughs> Did you, didn't Rachel tell you about Watson's job? Did you guys get into that? No, we did it. Well, so that that character is now a little bit based on uh, on Rachel's actual dad, who is, I think, like kind of like an urban city planner. And we feel like that's why he's like riding a bike if he like believes in the power of bikes. I like, love that he's riding a bike to work. I noticed that. It was yeah. so awesome. And, yeah. the, and I think Rachel's dad does that, too. But I think the idea is kind of like it's like the kind of job that you're like, OK, this guy comes from old money and he like wants to like make the community better. And so he's like, bike. <laughs> Or whatever, but like he's like really into like making the community like a more egalitarian place. I don't know. I just think that was like I, I love Watson. I also because I, I I flipped through your your first episode about um, Chrissy's big idea, and I yeah, and it sounded like you guys were really giving Watson a lot of credit for the club. And I gotta say, I disagree. Oh. Someone certainly, <laughs> someone certainly is giving Watson a lot of credit for the club. Like I would say the. The writers of the show. <laughs> what are you talking about? Literally, the dudes are the only thing. The Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Stacy's idea. And I think we just really like Watson and Mark Forrestan. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. Mark is amazing. Oh, Tanner, you caved in one second. You were challenged on your bullshit for one second, and you caved. The dudes, I'll give you all that, sure. But wait, you should have Mark, you should have Mark on the show, because Mark is, he already knows so much trivia because his daughter's loved the books and so he already knew he came in being like oh i know what's up and it was amazing he's the best i love him that's awesome we're we're, we're talking to him about coming on the show so yeah. and now i think what we'll do is we're just gonna quiz him on yeah you trivia <laughs> yeah you should um awesome well thank you so much for joining us um, <laughs> sure. yeah really thank you fun. for being on yeah i uh, uh i hope that um you really feel that my christy and stacy power on this on this episode. Yeah, totally. And we're, <laughs> we're looking forward to working with you, obviously. Oh, of course. Um, yep. We'll see you in yeah. Vancouver. When we film season or... two. I, let me know. <laughs> yeah. I, let me know how the whole border thing works out. I'm, I'm going to be a little bit emotionally invested in that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Let me know if I could write it's a letter. Kind of a heart and throat moment. Yeah. 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 That could thing. be useful. It could. It could. I, have, I like bring it. It's very like, I have to bring a binder of stuff that's like yeah. here's the hotel I'm staying in like, oh you well you have to do that you have to get a full on work visa to go so it's it's no yeah. it's, it's actually you have to spend almost an entire day waiting to be like admitted even if you don't have any issues so it's going to be intense for you okay, sorry wow. just give me the heads up it's better to know now <laughs> we'll start working on it um, alright thanks so much guys thank you thank you yeah bye bye now we're back now we're back. Yes. And we're, welcome back. Me. We're just going to say goodbye. I can kind of take the reins on this if it's still Please. confusing I'm, for I'm you. still... I um, thought we were introducing Lucia. No, we're back from break. We Everyone heard the interview we did. It, it went really well. What I'd like to say to you, Tanner, is to thank you for bearing with me. You're welcome. I would like to say to the Baby Nation, thank you for bearing with us. I would like to say, even though she is not here... To Lucia and Yellow, thank you for being a good sport and coming on our show. We had a really nice chat with you. It was very nice to talk to you. She's thank you. She's not here? She was, but not anymore. 
I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to wrap my head around this. Thank you for directing the Good Babysitters Club. Yes, thank Netflix. you. Thank you for directing it. Thank you for making it happen. We're really enjoying it. Thank you, Lucia. Um, and, and we're looking forward to being on season two. Yeah, we both look forward to being on season two. In the meantime, I would like to remind everyone that they can and should and must support our show by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. We have a whole other show every week. We talk about the Little Sister books. We sing the descriptions. It's a lot of fun. Everybody likes it, and it's a great way to support our work and keep us doing what we are doing. Please also do buy our merch, bit.ly slash merch. We've got T-shirts. We've got totes. We've got stickers. We've got all sorts of good stuff over there. It's another good way to support our show, and we're probably going to have new merch soon. Jack, I have to go. Yeah. Um, what I would like to say in that case is that this week we read a video novel called Babysitter's Club Netflix show, season one, episode four, Marianne I watched Saves it. the Day. Unless you mean read by, like, close read. Like, I did do a close read. Next week, we're going to be perusing and rifling through the pages of a video mm-hmm. novel called <laughs> Babysitter's Club Netflix show, season one, episode five, Dawn and the Impossible Three. Oh, that sounds religious. Doesn't it? Like the Holy <laughs> Trinity? Doesn't it? Uh-huh. Doesn't uh-huh. it? Doesn't yeah. it? Doesn't yes, it? Doesn't it? Does. it? Yes. In the meantime, I would like to tell you that this week my name has been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. Please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time, and do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's. Remember the trip, man. Take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia is wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been... my tiny hiney off all day you don't have a tiny hiney i worked my uh big bad booty big bad booty off all day that's the ticket build yourself up don't knock yourself down i worked my big bad booty to the big bad bone (laughs) um you know just figuring stuff out social media management platforms cool what a cool kpis you've really become a lot more impressive than me You've, my the, my the pupil has become the master. Sign is ascending. Yeah, exactly. And yours is in Just retrograde. Just in retrograde. It's gonna be not gonna be long before I fall down to your level, and then you pass me. But you know what? That's what? the way it always goes, Jack. That's always the way it goes. Yeah. You're on the other side of the wheel of fortune. Yep. As Bowie feels to say, and we meet. I we lock eyes now. Yeah. As the wheel rotates, as the wheel turns. Yeah. In such a way that I'm going up and you're going down, but it will yeah. be a matter of time before. We find ourselves here again, Jack. And you're going to be going down as my bloodied remains (laughs) kind of (laughs) ascend back to the top. Yeah, Bloated corpse (laughs) comes back up to the top. That was a HeadGum Podcast.